I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Oh, wow, this is John Helps You Write Better, and I'm John, so I guess, wow, we need to write better. Here we go. Last week, I used a metaphor of an obstacle course, you might remember, talking about how you want to see the whole course rather than just an individual stack of components, this, then, this, then, this. Seeing that big picture versus seeing the individual pieces really, I think, is a great metaphor for advancing a writer forward in their career, advancing a writer forward within their own creative space, and having them or developing their greater sense of their progress, the track they're on, the trajectory, the speed, all that stuff. I think too often we see writing advice and we see writing experts. I'm making air quotes there. Uh, We see a lot of people treating the act of writing and the ideas behind writing as though they are individual obstacles. We're going to talk about show versus tell. We're going to talk about how to plot. We're going to talk about passive voice. We're going to talk about M dashes. We look at these individual components in a created context, like we'll have examples for stuff, but outside of and detached from the overall bigger writing picture. We're not looking so much at like, here's how you, Steve, use commas. We're just talking about what are the rules for commas, period. And I think we need to get back towards the older model of teaching writing where we specifically looked at a writer's specific work and addressed their specific problems. And rather than bring up you know, just randomly like, today's comma day, you guys. If the writer's not demonstrating a problem with commas, don't fucking do comma day. Instead, go look at their specific problems and tailor advice, criticism, and feedback towards helping that writer get where they want to go and leave the broader abstract definitional... Is that a word? The broader abstract concrete work kind of outside, out by the door, because we don't really need it. And it's not a matter of like the reader, the, sorry, the writer has to know that, oh my God, this is how hyphens work. Um, there's no test. Like the writer's not going to flunk the final if I never cover M dashes with them or something because they never come up. Or if they never ask me about radial sentence structure because it never comes up. Like no one gives a shit. What really matters here is that the writer is given enough momentum and given enough education and given enough encouragement to take them where they want to go, be it large or small or close or far. That's the whole job. But to do that, we can't look at these individual pieces like, ah, this is the balance beam. Ah, this is the rope climb. As though we are breaking the, the obstacle course down to only its individual components and then putting some kind of void space between them. Oh, we're going to climb the rope. Then there's space. Then they're going to run across the log. Then there's space. Then they're going to hurdle a few things. And that's, that's an inaccurate way of understanding what writing is and understanding how writing advice is dispensed. 
because while it's really easy to break things down, this is how you handle all rope climbs. That's fine, but rope climbs only matter in our metaphor because of the context of this person's experience on this obstacle course. Maybe now for this book, which is the obstacle course as a whole, um, maybe in this book there's a rope climb, but maybe in the next book there won't be. So what? Every book is different. Every writer's path is different. Every writer's path through every draft is different if you really want to split some hairs. And teaching things outside of that context and trying to show them and walk them through things outside of that context fundamentally holds them back. It's easy for the editor and the coach and the whomever else to stand there and give this isolated advice because we've done it a million times. I can do some of this stuff standing on my head. I've done it so many times. But it's meaningless and it's just fluff it's hot air if I can't turn it around and say okay person here are your specific issues and here's your specific stuff likewise if I can't convey to the writer whomever they might be writing whatever they're writing if I can't get through to them that they have to stop seeing things in individual separate pieces and start seeing them as a collection of things with variations and nuance within them there's a reason why there is a rope climb then a log thing then hurdles and the challenges come off of each it's not just individual things where we must perfect technique before we move forward you have to understand if we're going to use this obstacle course metaphor that the exhaustion you're going to feel in your arms after you do the rope climb is going to you know sort of maybe make you stumble moving forward on the log which could throw off your balance which might change your stride which might make it really difficult to hurdle things we can't just say well for the rope climb you have to have your back at this hand you know at this angle and put your feet here and get pulled with your arms and work these two muscles like in a perfect world, yeah, we can break everything down, but no writer exists in a perfect world and no writer should want to exist in a perfect world. So why do we think and why do we feel this need to give perfect world advice? The obstacle course, whether that's the book, whether that's the career, whether that's the chapter, however we want to break it down, is a fluid multiple variable multi-tentacled thing to contend with and we're contending with it not because there are codified rules that everybody has to measure up against it's that every writer's progress every writer's skill every writer's effort is different you can follow the rules in the same sense that like you know there's a speed limit on a highway but at the same time how you drive is different than how someone else drives. You're both driving and you're both, you know, following the speed limit and not, you know, weaving from lane to lane. You are obeying the rules of traffic. But where you put your hands is different. The confidence you feel is different. How you tend to look and move your car is different. Whether you are hesitant, whether you are aggressive, whether you can, you know, have to drive in silence or you have to have the radio on or whatever else. These are all individual things that have to be accounted for, both in terms of dispensing advice, but also as a writer, considering your path going forward. You have to do that. You can't just look at things as little discrete separate bubbles. Oh, I got to tear open the pack for this. I wonder what card is inside. Oh, I have to do this now after I've gotten the approval for that thing. That's what we talked about last week. Everything is fluid and interconnected. And you have to see it that way. You have to come to understand it that way. If you're giving advice to a writer, if you are giving critique, if you are helping them, you can't just look and go, well, here are the rules, one, two, three, four, five. 
It's interpretation of those rules, not to get them wrong on purpose, not to sabotage the other writer, but it's understanding that while these might be the codified rules, how is the writer interfacing with them? How is the writer getting there? How is the writer working or not working in accordance with the rule? Not because we're trying to bring them up to the rule and make them, you know, ideal that way. It's that we are trying to get them to express themselves in a way and at a level they never thought they could before. Using the rules as sort of a a rough template, like we know this thing has to more or less look this way, you give it a try. But we're not trying to get you to make the factory widget, we're trying to get you to express your own widget. Knowing that the factory makes it look like X, what does yours look like? And what advice can I give you to help you make your own personalized widget that has some widgety elements in some quantities in some positions? That's the hard part. That's the challenge. That's the obstacle course. Don't look at things as individual parts. Like we do this, then stop. It's all a continuous thing. We don't look at a marathon as a series of disjointed miles where we get to stop and reset and refuel and you know, consume electrolytes and then, you know, hang out for 25 minutes, then run the next mile. It is a constant push. And the things we do in those first three or four miles affect the things we do in the middle six miles that affect the things we do in the last two miles. You get what I'm saying? That's, that's something to really think about. How are you handling the obstacle course? How are you giving advice? How are you taking advice? How do you see your career? How do you see your understanding of story? Those are my questions for you today. Give that some thought and I will talk to you tomorrow.